Hello and welcome to the Sports Ethos Buccaneers podcast. That's a that's a working title. Could be something else next week. So, you know, just if you're listening to this, if you hear this and you're like, I need to find this podcast next week, just keep an eye on the Twitter. We'll let you know if the title actually changes. My name is Jared King. Um, and for the first time on this podcast, I'm here with a guest. I did reach out to uh, to Tom Brady. And uh, lo and behold, this is the most shocking thing that's ever happened to me. He did not respond. So instead, I am here with a good friend of mine for, uh, for about 10 years now. Um, Glenn Michael Ferris, or Ferris, as we all call him. What's up, Ferris? What's up? I am not retired, so I'm I'm able to spend <laughs> a little time with you. Yeah, you you uh you you're not off, you know, contemplating a stand-up comedy career, uh, apparently. No, and nor am I in like some dark room like Aaron Rodgers trying to figure out my life and what's next with uh my my journey through the planet. I, I can't he he said he was gonna do that for four days, and then I guess he only made it to like day two and then was just like, No, I'm done. I mean, at some point, I mean, you know, if you sit in a dark room for long enough, there's only so much you can think about before you drive yourself mad. Or nowadays, you're like, where the hell's my phone? I just feel <laughs> I, like I want to, I want to at least like maybe just check a text. Like, I don't have to go on social media or doing it. I just want to check something. I feel like if there's one person in the NFL who could pull it off, it would have been Aaron Rodgers because he's just, he's so unpredictable. We don't know what he's going to do day to day. Ferris, tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Just, just, you know, have you ever you ever uh, been to a Bucks game? You ever watched the Bucks? You ever heard of these Bucks? <laughs> uh, I I I I, uh, I absolutely have. I have gone to Bucks games since you stepped to pee in the trough at 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 the big sombrero back in the day. Um, and I have been most recently in the past few years uh, with with you actually. Yeah. And I don't think we should go to a game ever because we saw two horrifically bad games it was a sunday night game last season against the saints where there yep. was zero touchdowns scored and i think tom brady like statistically had his absolute worst game of his career and then uh the first uh a, a playoff game this year against the cowboys where we made dak look like uh, i don't know it, the goat which we know he's not and 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 their tight ends tore us apart, and uh, you know, it, it was it was an interesting game. I was telling something about this is that is that the two of us and our uh, mutual friend Ryan, we went to two games over the last two seasons. Those two that you just mentioned, and it was the last play of the third quarter in this wild card playoff game that Brady threw a thirty yard touchdown pass to Julio Jones, and we acted like I don't know, like we may have just seen the Super Bowl one right there because at least for you guys, that was the first time you ever saw Tom Brady throw a touchdown live. Yeah. And it was just pure and ecstasy. Probably his last touchdown. <laughs> and, and, and well, yeah, we saw the Cameron Brait one was the uh, last one. So he only threw two more in front of you guys in two games. So, you know, I think I just to before we jump into everything, I think it is kind of a situation where as much as I love you guys, you are both uh, probably bad luck because Fair I saw I yep. saw Brady play seven times and uh, they won four and lost three. And one of those was a game here in Atlanta that meant nothing. So yeah. they kind of handed that game away. But speaking of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, we're going to get into this coming offseason free agency uh, specifically. Now, in the last four days, I believe, I think it started Saturday. What's today? I don't know what today is. Today's Thursday. Thursday. 
Um, they've announced a few guys who are going to be released to kind of help out with the salary cap situation. The salary cap situation before these releases are official, not exactly what you would call great. It's actually the worst situation in the NFL. (laughs) $55 million over the cap, not a place anyone wants to be at, uh, especially when you have 26 guys becoming free agents. And the cap was raised, right? It was raised from like 204, 205-ish to to 240-something. So uh, that, it, it, it's a uh, it's 220 this year, but I mean it's still gonna there's still 55 over that. It's gonna be another jump next year. It's gonna be bigger. Next year's probably I'm picking up. Okay, so then yeah. but but, yeah. but but it was still a jump this year. The NFL has a lot of um uh, television deals and it's stuff in place that 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 yeah. was like next year and raise that. Yeah, so remember uh the 2016 NBA season when like Evan Fournier and uh Evan Turner were paid like superstars because the salary cap jumped. We're gonna see some of that in the NFL next offseason when there's a big jump in the salary cap. Uh maybe maybe we're wrong and NFL teams are like a little more conservative about it, but I highly doubt that I, we're wrong on this one. They're gonna be paying a lot of people a lot of money. Um, so in the last few days, four players have been announced as being released. Uh playoff Lenny. Or uh, not that great regular season, Lenny. He is gone. Uh, Donovan Smith. He that's not been officially announced, but it will be announced at some point. He is gone. More than likely. Yep. Cameron Brates announced today. He is gone. And the other one that hasn't been like officially announced yet, but we kind of saw the writing on the wall. It's going to happen. It's just a matter of when. Is uh, kicker Ryan Suckup. Um, he is also going to be gone. So with those releases, Bucks still way over the cap. Way over the cap. Uh, Still a lot of work to be done. There's going to be some restructurings more than likely coming. Um, But that's that's not even the guys that like are definitely uh, the big names that may not be returning. When we look at the Buccaneers and who their free agents are, we got... Hang on, my screw. What happened to my screen? I had the I had all of them in front. Here, there, there it is. Um, the big name that's been on the team for his entire career, Levante David. Yeah. Um, we'll get to him and what we think is going to happen with him in a few minutes. But then there's guys like Akeem Hicks, Julio Jones, um, William Goso, another guy who's been with the Bucks his entire career. Uh, Blaine Gabbert, who's like the perennial greatest, backup in the NFL. The greatest, yeah, perennial backup. There it is. Um, Kyle Rudolph, a, co- a pair of corners that were drafted four years ago and Sean Murphy bunting and Jamel Dean. Uh, and then there's a lot of guys maybe that haven't not played as much guys like Giovanni Bernard. Sad to see you go. Josh Wells, not sad to see you go. Uh, what the hell is this team going to do? <laughs> and, and, and we're going to have to break that down because th- this, th- there's a lot to go in here. Well, first off, he- yeah, the, you, you're right. There, there's a lot to unpack, and, yeah. and, and you know, I made the joke about um, retiring, but I, I'm also not going to cost this pot 35 million. No, you're not in this upcoming season. You no, know? And, and and you can't. It's not that it's Brady's fault at all. Um, there was restructuring done there, and the man deserves to be paid, and so on. But it's definitely when you talk 55, 56, you know, o- over the cap, that's a huge hit, right? Right. So there is a lot of um, creative thinking, a lot of moving parts around. There's going to be restructuring. Um, you're going to look at, at, at possibly Avita Veda uh, having to restructure. Uh, Carlton Davis might be another one. So you're, you're going to try to, to trim the fat in terms of 
the cost of some of these players as much as you can in certain areas. You know, you talk Cameron Bright. Uh, Cameron Bright, awesome player. Uh, he's going to be missed in Tampa. Uh, wonderful. However, K. Dotton's costing you a lot less and and, and a smart decision there. Not an injury risk, much younger, so on and so forth. So that's five, that's $5 million off the cap, right? That's smart. Levante David, you know, when you see some of those that we have on the roster, like a white, um, a Vaughn, is, is, is Fournette, I mean, sorry if I said David, um, is, 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 you know, that's another eight million off the cap. They're going to have to get creative in this sort of things. But what yeah. you essentially wanted to do, and I'm going to look at what uh, another team in Tampa did, look at what the Lightning did. Right, they trimmed fat in certain areas, but they kept the core. Right, they kept Vasilevsky and Gold. They kept Headman. They kept Stammer and they kept Cooch. Right, you added pieces to that that were young talent, like your points and and so on. So they're gonna have to try to find areas in this to where they can kind of do that similar exercise too. But the hard part, there's so much over the cap that you really can't do that to a full degree. You're gonna have to make some really big cuts in order to get anywhere near that at this time. Yeah, and some of the guys that I think um, will be definite restructure candidates that you may not have mentioned, uh, you definitely mentioned Carlton Davis, you mentioned Vita Vea. I think four other guys, uh, five other guys, excuse me, that you should look at. Russell Gage, um, yes, yeah, yeah. They, they could definitely talk him. I, I, He would not 12 be... 12 million to the hit? To the hit? That, that's a lot. Yeah, and he, the thing is, because of the way his contract is structured, if they cut him, he would be a $9.3 million cap hit. So there's no reason to cut him. It's not worth no. it. So no. you're going to talk about restructuring him, moving that bonus money down, uh, excuse me, moving the uh, base salary down a couple of years. Ryan Jensen is another guy. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We, I, I think you saw the issues with the interior of the offensive line last season when he wasn't in there. Uh, Ali Marpet obviously retired and after the 22-1 season, they brought in Shaq Mason to replace, um, uh, what's the, who's the guy who went to Cincinnati? Uh, Ryan, or uh, Kappa, Alex Kappa. Yep. Yep. So that, so they brought him in. I think he was the one consistent part that was always in there with Shaq Mason. Um, but Ryan Jensen is going to help out this offensive line next season. Hopefully, hopefully it doesn't turn into a cut, but it doesn't make sense for him to be cut, it would end up costing more than he like costs right now. So he's got two years left on his deal. They can move some money there. Uh, the two wide receivers that the, everybody loves, Mike Evans, Chris Goblin, who definitely Evans restructured last year. He's restructured, I believe the last three years in a yep. row. He's restructured yep. every single year. And this will be the last year of his deal as it stands. I think yep. they end, may end up adding a couple of years to that deal. He's one of those guys that I would like to see retire a buck. I don't want to see him ever play anywhere 100%. else. And 100%. if he uh, plays somewhere else, I'm going to be brokenhearted. Uh, and the last one is Shaq Barrett. Shaq Barrett currently counting $23 million against the cap for next season. Uh, I'm sure they can maybe figure out something there. Again, he's another guy that if you cut him, you actually end up the exact same cap wise. Yeah, and I, so, I don't see why why you would mess at all with that kind of um, linebacker core, if you will. You know, and, and you you see that the versatility that 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 the linebacker core has, you know, with David with Barrett, uh, it, it it adds a different dynamic and allows you to do a little bit more with maybe some not um, so great parts on the defense otherwise 
So I, I think you, you get him to restructure, he's going to be one of the tops for me that you have to look at. And he even got a restructure bonus before. See if you, you can work that out. Um, I'd like to see Evans and Godwin, but I think you somehow have to tie that in with Evans going, hey, here's the next deal to, to tie into that as well. That could yeah. be... That could be a little bit more just to kind of incentivize him to restructure for this year. Um, and then, yeah, uh, Godwin is going to be an interesting one for me. I, 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 With his injury concerns, do you restructure a deal to get paid less right now? Do you stick with what you are going to get and wait until your, your deal is completely done? Uh, uh, I'm not sure. Well, I think so, the the good news is with the cap, like we had talked about a few minutes ago, getting ready to spike uh, next off season in 2024, a lot of these pushing the money down the road will not be as big of as an effect come next season against the cap. You would not right. be 55 million over the cap next season. As a matter right. of fact, I think you'd be, if it's correct, you would be like 6 million under the cap is what I have. But then again, uh, that's 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 not guaranteed. Uh, yeah, it expected, looks like it's gonna be too expected to rise. So, um, so there's a lot of restructuring that's obviously coming for this team. Probably a couple more cuts. Uh, they need to think about like contracts for Antoine Winfield coming up, Tristan Worf's coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll want to extend both those guys. Uh, there's four guys that are impending free agents that I kind of think the Bucks should focus on. Um, first one we've already talked about a bit about Levante David. Um, He's been around forever. I think he's one of those guys who might be willing to take a little less money to stay in Tampa, but you have to free up the money to make it happen first. Uh, What are your thoughts on Levante? Is he, is he a guy that is going to go somewhere else or do you think he ends up back in Tampa? I I think he ends up back in Tampa. Uh, I, I think he's your number one target that you circle to hang on to. He's a heartbeat of the team. He's by far a heartbeat of defense. You know, when 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 he's up and he's on the top of his game, you see what it does to everyone else. Um, the amount of power, the amount of pace, um, the amount of just absolute toughness that he 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 goes at each game with. He's one of those um, rare gems in that position. That is, I mean, dare I say, a Derek Brooks type? I mean, yeah. So if we're saying all of these things, you you got to think the Bucks and 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 the backroom staff there is saying similar things and going, okay, he can be, and he should be worth hanging on to. So how do we make this happen? And you kind of work down the pecking order from there. But for me, he's a tops. I think we're in agreement there. He is the top guy. Um, the next two guys are kind of a, a combo thing. I think one of them leaves, one of them stays. Um, and I'm going to tell you what I think is going to happen and then get your thoughts on it. Uh, had three young corners on this team for quite a while. Carlton Davis still has two years left on this deal. He signed a new deal last offseason. Uh, Sean Murphy bunting, Jamel Dean, both 
unrestricted free agents both could go elsewhere, but I think what's going to end up happening, Murphy Bunting got off to a bit of a rockier start last year. I think he finished pretty strong, but I, I, I see the Bucks giving Murphy Bunting a one-year deal for maybe about $4 million and him coming back. Unfortunately, I think Jamel Dean, as much as I would love to have him back on the team, is going to end up somewhere else in a with a contract similar to what Carlton Davis got last year, which is three years and $45 million. Um, I think that's what's going to happen. What do you think? I think you're probably right with how that 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 pays out, and and I'm okay if it plays out that way. The interesting part to that is going to be: is there a free agent we can go after if that does occur to to kind of soften that blow a bit? You know, uh, we had. A lot of thoughts with the backs when we went to the games, mm-hmm. in in in, <laughs> in 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 terms of uh, <laughs> lack of coverage uh, and 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 holes back there. But I think you can look elsewhere. You can maybe look younger. You can maybe look um, cheaper. Cheaper option would be somebody that the Bucks had before, Antoine Winfield Jr. Something that you can kind of work with there. Uh, there's some other options out on the defensive side of the ball that you could. Um, but if if you're talking about making touch to the you know financials, which is a big big part of this and and what we've talked about, I think that that's the wise choice to have it play out in in, in the way that you you described. Yeah, I think that's what's going to end up happening. I, I think more than likely what's going to happen is they'll have Murphy Bunting as the second guy behind Carlton Davis heading into next season. And then mm-hmm. we'll we'll go over the free agents here who's available and who the Bucks should look at from elsewhere in a, in a minute. But there's a couple of guys I was thinking of. And then maybe when we do a draft podcast in about a month, we'll have a better idea and maybe we can look at who they could target in the draft. Now, the last guy that I have on here, he's been with the team his entire career. Um Defensive end out of Michigan State, William Golston. I just think he's one of those locker room presence guys that you want to have on your team. And with the turnover going on on this team, I think it's best to try to find a way to keep him around. Um, he's not necessarily, you know, a game wrecker on the field. It's not like you're losing J.J. Watt out there if he was to leave. But he does bring a contribution both on the field and in the locker room that I think is going to be really hard to replace if you let him go. Uh, I'm thinking that the Bucks look at something, another one-year deal, probably about $5 million for him. He's, he's set to get, what, about... What, what's his cap hit looking like for this upcoming season? Uh, know that he, oh, no, I'm one. sorry, but never mind, never mind. Uh, he's a uh, unrestricted free agent. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, and 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 what? Uh, uh, sorry, what what I was looking for was a salary last year, which was at which was at that four point five million. Correct. Um, yeah. So, you know, I think you can work on 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 getting a, a year out for him. I think that's probably as much as you're going to get, and I think to have some semblance of cohesion with the 
defensive unit, and especially with that you know with that line, which has been chopped and changed a bit um, in the past few years. I think you put that offer out there and, and see what you get. You know, it, it'll be up to him on his level of where he's at with his career. Thirty-one years old, I believe, right now. Yep. Does he want to? Does, does he think he can get more somewhere else? And is this kind of his last hurrah, if you will? Because what kind of deal are you going to get this year, coming off of a a a decent season that he had? That another year with potential injuries, maybe not having quite the year that you had or that defensive unit had, you know, as a whole throughout the year and not really getting a whole lot of offers. What in 2024? So I think a lot of it's going to fall down to him, but I think you certainly make the gesture and the offer to try to bring him back for at least a year. Uh, Is there anyone else that the bucks are, had that they're now the impending free agent list um, is the best way to put it. I don't know what I was going to say otherwise. Um, is there anyone else that you think they should target and try to bring back on that list? And don't say Tom Brady. He's gone. He's retired. So, so I've been told, <laughs> uh, you know, when you look at the, when you look at the list, uh, Hakeem Hicks, no, I don't think so. Plus he'd be more expensive than say, a Golston, uh, two years older. Julio, thanks. You're you're, you're not you, you know you're not quite the receiver that you once were. Unfortunately, you got to play with Tom. Congrats. Um, Blaine Gabrick. I'm sure you'll find a backup spot somewhere else. <laughs> uh, Kyle Rudolph. Uh, thanks for playing with Tom. <laughs> so Giovanni Bernard, not sure if you still have the uh the 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 soccer mom uh van that you're driving <laughs> around or not, but uh thank you. Brashad Perriman, good bit part player. Um you could we'll always remember see. the end of that Buffalo game when he won the game in overtime, but that's about all I remember. Yeah. You you can maybe offer him, you know. He got paid around 1.2 million last year. Maybe try to get get, get the cheap on that. In just hopes that that you know you you keep somebody that that's been with the organization for a bit. But um, if, if you're not going to get him for less than that 1.2, I I would not. Um, so no, I I, I you know I think those two are going to be your main two. That if you know if you are light and you're sitting there, circle those names and work with your team to, to figure out how you get David and um, Golston back. Yeah. I was just looking Jamel Dean and made $889,000 last year. He is going to get quite the pay increase from somebody. Um, but yes. unfortunately I don't think it's going to be Tampa. Uh, so those no. are the top guys. I, I, I put this as a question and I think the answer is, is no. For the first time in a while, the bucks are not going to use the franchise tag on anybody. There's nobody to, uh, to use it on um, it w- you'd be paying Levante more than you can really afford to it on. And he's the only guy that I think you could even entertain it at the initial stages. Uh, nobody else is going to be worth that tag. Jamel Dean, maybe, but that's going to be too much. 
So I agree because we I franchised think... for the or, I'm sorry, the Bucks franchise tagged. Who was a uh, Chris Godwin, Godwin the last two years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last two years. So I, yeah, I agree with you. When when you look at it, whether it's the age, whether it's the salary, there's not anybody that you go, okay, um, we'll go ahead and use it. And it's it's not something that you, you want to willy-nilly kind of throw out there, right? They're talking about franchise tagging Lamar Jackson. Right. You know, it's those type of players, not obviously not exactly that type of player. Right, right. <laughs> One of the league's best, but in terms of quality at position, um, what they bring and the age, right? That that's going to play a, a, a bit into this. And Levante David at, at 33, hell of a player, pr- probably has a, a, another few, few years, you know, in him. Not, not, not somebody you're going to target for a franchise tag at that age yeah side note real quick on the franchise tag as far as the nfl goes as of today which uh we're four days away from the franchise tag deadline on march 6th only one player has been franchise tag in the nfl that is evan ingram of uh, the jacksonville jaguars happened a couple hours ago uh good for them they get to keep uh, i know that was being around. talked about for yeah bit, yeah uh, oftentimes with that franchise tag, we'll see a flurry of them in that last hour before the deadline. So if you're looking for, if you're got a huge watch on who's going to be franchise tag and that's what you live for. Um, okay, great. But, uh, that will happen Monday. So keep an eye on that. Um, so outside free agents, we've talked about the bucks, who they're going to be losing, who they should focus on trying to keep. Uh, it seems like quarterback which is the number one position on any team that you want to focus on it's sounding more and more yeah yeah it's sound it, we saw what happened when tom brady came to the bucks and how that turned everything around um to be fair they did have a, everything else kind of figured out at that point they just needed a quarterback who didn't throw it over 40 times or whatever uh it sounds more and more like kyle trask is gonna be given the shot to be the starting quarterback um there's a lot of rumors a couple of weeks ago about maybe trying to get Jimmy Garoppolo, maybe trying to uh, entertain a Derek Carr option. Uh, These things feel like they're not going to happen. And a lot of it has to do with that cap situation. You don't have the money to pay those guys where they could go somewhere else and get 20 million a year pretty easily. Unfortunately for Bucks fans, Derek Carr is probably going to end up in the NFC South and the Panthers, the saints. That's going to suck if you're a Bucks fan, because he's not a terrible quarterback. He instantly becomes the best quarterback really in the division. So my question is, if Blaine Gabbert walks, who's the other quarterback that they're going to have? Because I think they're going to go with a veteran. They're going to try to get a veteran cheap to come in and kind of push him for that number one spot. Who makes the most sense to you out of these guys that I've put together on this on this short list of, of players? And I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm really happy about the Bucks signing any of these in particular. As a matter of fact, there's one I might go throw up if that happens. But hey, it's just <laughs> this is this is a reality we live in. Uh, okay. Carson Wentz, Teddy Bridgewater, Jacoby Brissett, Andy Dalton, Taylor Heineke. Those are the guys that I kind of looked at as like you can get them on a one-year deal for a relatively cheap. And they would be a good guy to have there paired with Kyle Trask. Honestly, the last name is is, is probably the best option for me. Um, 
uh, Carson wins. We, we might have seen the last of him. Um, if anything, yes, he will be a backup. I don't necessarily think he's going to be overly beneficial beneficial to some team. He, and what I mean by that is he, he's, he's, I'm going to call him a stopgap, but he's a, a team in transition mode come in and help you out, right? Like, uh, the 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 Washington Commanders. Um, was he who, who, who was he with with Commander? I don't know why I just had had, had a. He, he was the Commanders this past season. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I was thinking of the Colts at the time before that, and it got me all turned around. Yeah. So, no, you know, good. but but you, but you 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 saw he didn't last most of the season with that, and that team's in transition going another way with Rivera. So not exactly what you want. And he's not at that hold the clipboard and be there for a young lad at this point. You know, he's only 30. Uh, I just think there's too much that comes around that. And if, 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 if I were the Bucks, I, I'd stay away from that. Um, Heineke, who, who has also played in, in uh, Washington, if I'm not mistaken, has, has, potential to not only help and, and 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 push Trask and teach him a lot about the game that Trask you know may or may not have already known from 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 sitting behind the greatest of all time but push push for competition in a healthy way not in a a pushback way not in a um you know Hope, hoping that the starter gets hurt way, not 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 in any of those ways, and I think for me you can get him on a cheap, and he could save you some games. You know when when maybe you're you're not expecting it, but he, he can be called upon and 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 come in and 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 play play as hard as can be, especially for somebody in that role. Yeah, the, it's it's interesting you you mentioned him because the Bucks have played against him twice. Once was kind of his coming out party in that wild card round in 2020, and he really gave the Bucks a run for their money. And it yeah, yeah. looks for a while like the Commanders may pull a huge mm-hmm. upset. Um, and then in 2021, just an efficient guy who helps lead a 12 minute drive in the fourth quarter to put the Bucks away. Uh, yep. It was very frustrating to watch, but it was also hey, you're you're you know what you're doing. So I think we're kind of in agreement there. I think Taylor Heineke would be a great fit. The other guy that I really – Carson Wentz is the one who made me throw up. Uh, Jacoby Brissett is the other guy because I think he is – he's not going to be a guy who's going to go out there and put up 40 touchdowns or anything. That's never going to happen. But he is that constant professional type who will go in there. He's He's been behind guys like uh, Andrew Luck even, Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Um, so he has this wealth of knowledge. And if Trask is not ready to start the season, he can go out there and win games too. Uh, so Jacoby Brissett's the other guy I'd look at. They're both 30 years old. They're actually two months apart in age. So that's an interesting little tidbit. Uh, I thought I saw Geno Smith. Is he is he set to become a free agent? He is going to be a free agent. All signs point to him taking another deal in Seattle. I would think um, so. However, however... An I know what you're going to say. Shot, yeah, an outside shot because we brought in his former offensive coordinator from Seattle. 
I don't think is going to happen, nor do I really want this to happen. But an outside shot, that's a preemptive move to maybe lure Gino away. But I, I don't particularly like that because I'd like to see what Trask can offer. Sit, you know, yeah. sitting behind the greatest of all time helps. You're sitting talking about Blank Gavin a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> something like that. Um, you know, you, 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 not that I, I'm going to think that Trask does this, but what a Aaron Rodgers sat behind for years and then, then got the play. Um, what Patrick Mahomes sat behind and, and, and started, you know, I don't think he's going to be that kind of talent. It'd be fantastic if he does. Uh, but you got to learn a thing or two. Right. And, it, 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 you know, you wonder what, what, what Brady's said to back of house staff there and said, Hey, you know, this kid has this, this kid has that. And right now you're right. All signs point to the bucks rolling with him. So there must be something there and time will certainly tell on that. I went back and looked at, at, I mentioned this in the last pod, went back and looked at his senior season stats compared to the senior season stats for another quarterback. Uh, this quarterback went number one overall in 2020, and that's Joe Burrow. And the stats are very similar. And a lot of detractors say, well, Trask had Kadarius Tony and Kyle Pitts to throw to. Yeah, Joe Burrow Helps. had Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson, who are arguably the two best receivers <laughs> in the NFL now. So yep. there, there's a lot, you know, there's a lot there. We'll see how Trask does. It's not like he's going to come out without weapons. Uh, Mike Evans, Chris Goblin. I like Rashad White in the backfield. I think Kate Ogden's an up and comer, up and coming tight end. I think healthy Russell Gage is going to be super, super beneficial. Um, now let's talk about that running back position real quick. Rashad White seems to be the lead guy heading into the season. Um, is there anybody on the free agent list that kind of stands out to you as a good compliment to him? There is one guy. I don't know if he's going to. Uh, it leave the team he's on now. He is an unrestricted free agent. I, I kind of, I mean, I for me, the, the the best back out there that is a, a restricted free agent is Tony Pollard, who 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 we saw. Oh man, oh yeah. You know, uh, yeah, not not going to happen. But for me, he he's the top. Such a playmaker. So so electric. Can, can do anything. I, I think so. Hang on, hang on for a second though. You would if if you're if you're starting a team and you have whatever cap space, sure, and you have the option to sign Tony Pollard or Saquon Barkley. You're going to take Tony yep. Pollard. 100%. Okay, all right, all right. He's more of a bigger, stronger, faster Darren Sproles. And what Darren okay. Sproles was was a pocket knife for teams. And how how often does that pocket knife really come in? you know, handy for everything, yeah. right? Oh, I got yeah. a little thing here. I got to cut that off my shirt. Oh, I need to got something in my teeth. I can pull out that, that, that toothpick thing that always comes in the pocket. Knife. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. There's always a useful and, and, and Pollard, you know, and, and we saw him live. Yeah. We saw how, how, how different he was, how fast, how agile, how strong, how football smart he was. So for me, I, I, yeah, if I'm starting a team, I would absolutely, he'd be, I mean, pie in the sky. I I would not be upset if Tony Pollard ends up in Tampa. I don't think that's going to happen. As a no, matter of fact, think I don't so think I, I'd be shocked if he leaves Dallas. Um, but the guy that I'm kind of looking at that I think would be a really interesting compliment uh, to Rashad White. Rashad White's more of a shifty guy. He's really good catching the ball in the backfield. Uh, a guy who got some play in the second half of the season in an NFC South rival, and that's Deonta Foreman. 
kind of think if if the Bucks can lure him away from Carolina, that's a good one-two punch there at, at the uh, running back position. Yeah, you, you, you got a big lad goal line. Um, there's a lot you can do there. I'd be okay with it. I'd, I'd be okay with it. However, for me, that running back position is lower on the list than some of the other things that we Fair. have discussed so much because as you're seeing in, 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 the, in the day and age that we're in running backs have a shelf life and that shelf yeah. life is usually one to two years, maybe three there's injuries, unless you're a, um, uh, uh, Derek well, Pearson. Yeah. Or, or, or you're right. I mean, that 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 can continually take those hits, continually take those battering. Even a Saquon, you saw he 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 was out for him. He he had a great last year, and he's a hell of a player. Yeah, spent a whole year out. You know, you don't quite have your long standing backs a- anymore. So they're a dime a dozen for me. So I think if anything, yes, you do go that that um, cheaper route. You know, if you will, with a foreman. But to me, it's somebody. Or it's 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 a role that you 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 may kind of low on that priority list and maybe try to deal with that late or deal with that during the season at at some point. Um, I, I kind of think at the end of the day, what may end up happening is the Bucks are end up taking somebody in the draft, like a third, fourth, fifth round type guy sure. to pair with Rashad White. But I think as far as free agency for this exercise, I think I think Deonta Foreman's the guy to go with. That would be the best uh, amongst amongst the realistic <laughs> options in free agency. Yeah, non pipe dream backs. That, that yeah, non pipe dream exactly. That, 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 um, yeah, yeah. So wide receiver, I think they're already set at the top three. I think more than likely it's going to happen there. They're going to get somebody in uh, the draft. Uh, some minimum contracts. I don't think there's anything really to look at there as far as the higher end guys. Tight end, I I think it's going to be K. Dot and Co. Keefe, and then some random veteran yeah. is going to end up there. I think the next position to look at is tackle because Donovan Smith is gone. Tristan Wirfs is there. Uh, so, but the, the thing is as great as Tristan Wirfs is, and I really truly believe he is one of the best tackles in all of football. He can't play both tackle positions um, at the same time. Now, if he could, the bucks will be set for a very long time and that would be absolutely incredible. Uh, yeah, some sort it, of like Guinness world record type shit there. They're also, there are reports that he could get uh, cut. Tristan Wirfs, he could he he could cut off a lot of cap space. I don't I don't think it's going to happen. I it's don't not going to happen. Go that I would bet that, that we're up. I would bet but, his salary it doesn't happen. But with the amount that that the Bucks are over the cap, every bit helps. Um, man, I I, I don't I don't know if you just draft here there is one veteran one singular veteran who i look at and say well if you look at the tackle list there's guys like orlando brown Mm -hmm. uh taylor the one from the titans i think he's going up somewhere maybe i don't even know who needs a left tackle off the top of my head maybe he ends up in kansas city if orlando brown goes somewhere else uh but there's one guy in particular who who was on a super bowl team this season and he was a starting tackle for his team. And then they went out, and I forget the guy that, that started over him now. But Andre Dillard was a first-round pick for the Eagles and is now out of contract. I think he's one of those guys you'd get for a one-year deal 
to come in and say, hey, we're going to let you start. You're going to see if you can prove it and then kind of see what he does. How, how old is Dillard? He is 27. No, I don't know if you get a one-year deal, though. If if you get a one-year deal from him? For, yeah. So I guess the question then becomes, there's a lot of teams that are you know, looking for stability at tackle that need a uh, new tackle. Somebody like Orlando Brown's going to get like a four-year deal. Taylor Wan, even his age, 31, I believe, still going to get like a three-year deal probably. But for someone like Andre Dillard, who hasn't started because he's been moved back uh, to that second string, I think somebody can say, hey, here's $5 million for one year to kind of be able to start and prove it. And then if he does well, congratulations, you get to get a multi-year deal. Gamble. It's, it's, it's definitely a gamble. Um, we're running a little, little tight on time here. So we're going to move to defense and rather than going position by position, is there anybody, I mean, Levante, David, obviously you want him back. I think, uh, Sean free is the more realistic corner, uh, to bring back. Is there anybody on the defensive side that you believe is a realistic free agent targets that would fill a need for the team? And, and realistic again, because the first thing I said was like, ooh, Marcus Pierce could be a good like second corner. Oh, wait. Um, there might be a few. Adrian Amos comes to mind out of Green Bay. Uh, strength in what was a, a sometimes very torched. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah safety and back position um white out of uh the eagles to help with that linebacking core i don't think that's necessarily an area where we can circle and go you know we need full there especially if you're gonna keep levante david some maybe not the best there but i think whatever you do you look at safety or outside back yeah, I completely there, there are a few out there. Donovan Wilson being another from the Eagles. I just, it's going to be tough. But if you make enough cuts, you could. I mean, a Patrick Peterson even. Yeah, I think Patrick Patrick Peterson, I thought of him as like being that one-year type guy. He can come in. He yeah. can wear his number seven because Leonard Fournette's gone. So there you yeah, go. Yeah. There's that's a guy and you can put him at your third corner. Cause I really do yeah. think they're going to bring back. I, I think Murphy Bunning, the more, the more I talk about it in my brain, the more I'm like, this is destined to happen. He's going to get that one year, $4 million deal. And then he's going to be shit for 10 games and great for seven. <laughs> Quite possibly. Um, uh, and so, yeah, I mean, the, of course the big thing that we keep talking about is the bucks have to make some cap room. They have to make some cuts. They have to do some restructuring. So before any of these players that we've talked about can be a realistic uh, possibility, they need to get some cap room. Um, is there anything else you wanted to add as far as the free agency that I'm I'm forgetting? Uh, no, I think if it's anything like what we saw in the NBA and NHL, <laughs> um the past few seasons and even what we've seen in, in, in the 
NFL a lot. It's going to take one big chip to fall for then yeah. moves to start to happen. That could be Lamar. Um, that could be Saquon. I don't think it's necessarily going to be a Derek Carr. So once that first chip kind of falls, then that's when when teams start to scramble a bit and go, okay, that chip falls. So what did that open up for us? What did that open up for our team? Or what did that open up for another team that maybe we can sneak here, you know, and and get a a Patrick Peterson or somebody like that to 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 to, to maybe entice them to come for a year. So it it should be interesting. It it it, it always is, and to have the draft in there as well. It'll be interesting to see. We'll have you back Especially in about a month. For the bus, yeah. bucks. <laughs> we'll, we'll have you back in about a month to talk about the draft because I think a lot of free agency things have kind of figured out. We can figure out what's going to happen with the draft. But one last question before, before uh, we're done with this episode because I want to know your thought. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Green Bay, New York, or Las Vegas? Where does he play next season? I mean, you, you got to follow far right hi that, that's that's what that's what i've been saying <laughs> and and to be honest not the worst idea no jets aren't a half bad team the jets are kind coach. of the, the jets are, are are a slightly lesser version of what the bucks were uh before brady came where they have a lot of things figured out they have a lot of they have a good defense they have young receivers they have mm-hmm. a pair of good young running backs they've got a pretty good offensive line and they just had one of the worst quarterbacks in recent memory this past season when Zach Wilson was in yeah. there. You still playing cold? You you're still staying green? Yeah, uh, yeah. And 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 it's a it's the highest possibility for you to cement the legacy that he is. You win something. You you bring something back to New York, especially the Jets who have not won in, in ages. You they're going to be building a a statue outside of, of of there with you in a dark room i mean it, it, it'll, <laughs> it'll be great all right uh anything you want to plug i know you have a you have a podcast tell people about it real quick uh i i i, I do it is the other football it is called the brutal game it's a soccer and craft beer podcast we, we look at the premier league um u.s teams uh mls and uh it's with uh, two other co-hosts, Ron and Blake, that 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 I've I've known and, and worked with, and um, are friends with for for a while. You can find us on Apple Podcast, uh, Stitcher, uh, anywhere that podcast can be heard. So. Well, where, where where can people find you on Twitter? Because that's where people like to look up uh, and, and follow uh, things. The the, the Twitter. Um, we're not overly active on there. We we probably should be, but we're uh, at beautiful game. And I believe I, I'm uh, at. Oh Lord, I forget my name half the time. <laughs> uh, Ferris L K T H wheel. Ferris like the wheel, but lose some uh, vowels in there. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, you, you got to fit it all into that. Yeah, yeah. So you can find us on Twitter. It is at Ethos Bucks, and you can find me on Twitter. I remember mine, Ferris, because I keep it very simple for every social media platform. <laughs> it is at Jared Ross King. Uh, and that is so it. original. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Hey, my, my parents made that name and I was like, I'll keep it. Uh, Fair enough. yeah. Uh, thank you Ferris for coming on. Thank you for having, having you. Uh, we'll, we'll have you back. We'll have you back soon. Um, and thank you for listening. And, uh, I think that's it. We're out.